Hello, it's Ed Gamble here from the Off Menu podcast that you're currently listening to. I am on tour now. The show is called Hot Diggity Dog. Make sure you go and get yourself a ticket. I'm probably coming to a town near you if you live in the UK and Ireland. And Ireland, Dublin and Belfast. Do go to edgamble.co.uk, buy yourself a ticket, and I'll see you for an evening of Hot Diggity Dog. Hot Diggity Dog! Thank you, James. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. like meat it may taste like meat but it's not meat it's a podcast welcome to the <laughs> off menu podcast james hello yeah james acaster you mean yeah i mean james acaster but i don't ever just making refer sure to you were talking you. to me look there's no other james in the room it's just me ed gamble you james acaster and the great benito oh i thought his name was james no no no, no. it's just the great benito is his real mm. name okay uh welcome to the off menu podcast the food podcast where we ask a special guest james. their favorite ever starter main course dessert side dish and drink and this week, from Los Angeles, California, as in, like, that's where we're recording, yeah. we have got a very special guest, Michael, Michael McKean. McKean. So excited to have Michael McKean in the Dream Restaurant. Um, you will, of course, know Michael McKean's work, James. Oh, he is a hero of mine. This is Spinal Tap. I've gone on record many times in many publications saying it's my favourite comedy film of all time, maybe even just my favourite film of all time. Well, you're and correct. That's an objective truth. Yeah, I've said it a lot, and I can't believe I'm Michael McKean. Oh, you've seen Michael McKean. Loads of stuff is in Better Call Saul at the minute. Yeah. But he's, he, I mean, I don't think he might even hold the world record for most cameos in, uh, in TV series history. Do you think? Ah, so many great cameos by Michael McKean over the years. Well, we could ask him about that, but we'll be too busy asking him about his dream restaurant menu. Now, unfortunately, James, even though he is definitely a hero to both of us and had such a wonderful career and is an absolute legend in the game, we will be forced to kick him out of the restaurant yeah. if he says a secret ingredient. Absolutely, Ed. And this week's secret ingredient is... Goat's, goat's milk. milk. Goat's milk. It tastes weird. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I don't think I've had it that much. But yeah, sure. I'd say... Do you know what? We're moving to what everyone's trying to be more eat less meat now, eat less animal produce. Yeah. And milk wise, they're like, let's look at alternatives. Let's not have cow milk anymore. Let's have almond milk, oat yeah. milk. Do you know what? If that's the direction we're moving in, 
Let's not start. Let's not carry on drinking goat's milk. Yeah, I think, and I think last one in, first one out. I think goat's yeah. milk is out now. Yep, I've had it a later. couple of times before. It's weird. I can't stop thinking of goats when I drink it. It tastes like hay, and it, I no, no. Yep. So I Mike, can't stop thinking of goats. If Michael says goat's milk, which feels unlikely, yeah. it will be removed from the off-menu restaurant. Also, big thank you to the Comedy Store in Los Angeles for letting us record there this week. It's a legendary comedy venue. Yes. But they also have a studio there, and we're recording, and that's where Michael is coming to meet us. Yes, absolutely. So, without further ado, you just want to hear the off-menu menu of Michael, Michael McKee. Welcome, Michael McKean, to the Dream Restaurant. Is that where I am? <laughs> oh, and the genie has arrived. Welcome, Michael McKean. We've been expecting you for some time. <laughs> he really did. He went yeah. right back to the script. Went yeah, right back to the script. a bit of a false start yeah. earlier for the listener. But I First actually... time ever, my mic hasn't worked. Yeah, hmm. but we're back on now, and I actually, th- I actually think the second take was better. Much better. Yeah, much better. Uh, the sad thing you is know why? you can't do it as a blooper. Yeah, we, we, it, we hadn't done it enough times for it to get stale. Yeah. You know, so it was just short of stale. Pre-stale. Yeah, yeah, it was pre-stale, yeah. but like, you know, we can't really show the listeners and go, oh, here's a blooper reel because no you couldn't hear me no no, no. and yeah. neither of us said any bad words or you know no, it was just yeah just that was it <laughs> <laughs> well welcome to the dream restaurant thank you very much it's a pleasure it's to have you beautiful. here beautiful yeah thank you what can you see in the dream restaurant because it's all based on what you enjoy in a restaurant of course uh well i'm at least 10 yards from the men's room Oh yes. <laughs> when they do, you know, when they do that to you, they they're telling me it's a message. Yeah. <laughs> Is this all right, sir? Um yeah. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> but you there... don't want to be too far. No, no, no. Go, right? That's right, yeah. Yeah. But then you know when you're so close you can smell it. Yeah. That's right. Or see everyone, see everyone's faces as they're yeah. going in. Trying the to only trouble out. is, you know, right posted right near the men's room is the Heimlich maneuver chart. <laughs> so if you're too far from the restaurant, yeah. from the men's room, and you're choking, you're dead. Yeah. yeah. Because no one's going to run back to the men's room. <laughs> no, can go back no, 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 no. Yeah. Have a little anyway. look. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had to do the Heimlich? Uh, yes. As oh. a matter of fact, uh, when my son was about six years old, he decided to eat a hot dog in one bite. Oh, and I, yeah, and I just I grabbed him from behind. I was I gave him a you know he was tiny kid you know so I couldn't give him the whole the whole nine yards yeah. Uh, And then the guy who was uh, there was a guy who was there who was working with him, and he said, "Stick your finger down his throat." (laughs) That can't work. So I stuck my finger down his throat, yanked it out. So it worked out okay. The whole hot dog came out. (laughs) Oh yeah, it was like there was one bite in it. It Yeah. and that was a bite that the hot dog would have healed from. It wasn't even that much of a bite. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it had come out from the Heimlich maneuver, the the idea of an entire hot dog shooting out of a child across the room is funny. pretty pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the kind of thing that you'd like to film in slow motion and yeah, yeah to watch back <laughs> as it kind of hovers across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> satisfying yeah. flight to I, it. Either a spiral or end over end. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Either way. Yeah, <laughs> you'd um, be happy. Rewatch that YouTube video. Yeah. The euphoria of your child not choking on a hot dog also probably yeah. matches the euphoria of seeing a hot dog corkscrewing through the air. There is a very there is a very high, high, yeah. high. So this is one of our LA episodes and you were saying to us this is your anniversary of being in LA. Yeah. These numbers are gonna get frightening, ladies and gentlemen. Last night yesterday was the fiftieth anniversary of my arrival in Los Angeles. When I came here, I had eight hundred bucks. Yeah, you know, I thought, man, this is me. I stay here for a couple of weeks, <laughs> but uh, I, you know, when I got uh, off the plane and uh, my my 
friend's wife picked me up in her car and she stuck a joint in my mouth and it was 11 degrees when I left New York and it was 68 degrees here and I said I think this is where I live now yeah. <laughs> uh, but you ch I choked on the joint and she had to give you the Heimlich maneuver <laughs> yeah. you see you're conflating <laughs> that's how rumors get started I didn't eat marijuana back in the day um, no but uh, and I, I, I my first the first place I lived was not far from here it was just off the Sunset Strip uh, it was a street you can't even get to from, mm -hmm. you know, most places now. It's just been stored up. Uh, right at the corner of La Cienega and Santa Monica used to be a very famous place called the Tropicana. It was a motel that was owned by a guy named Sandy Koufax, who was a great Dodger yeah. pitcher. Yeah. And he bought this this motel, and it had his name on it. And there was a the coffee shop was called Duke's mm -hmm. at the Tropicana. And my first week there, they said, well, you should go down to Duke's. You get a good sandwich down there, and there's a couple cool people hanging out. So I went down there and there's Iggy Pop sitting there with no shirt, you know, because in those days, sh no shirt, no shoes, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but he, uh, and so I met him. Tom Waits stayed there for like months on end. I never met him then uh, or now, unfortunately. But it was very cool. It was like wow. really a neat thing. And um, so that was fun. Because it must be like, since your time here, how much is like, Dining and restaurants changed and like, oh. has it? Well, there used to be a place on La Cienega Boulevard. If you go down further south, there was a stretch called Restaurant Row. Now, there's in every city that you'll find those places. But this was really an interesting place. It, 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 there, there are still nice restaurants there. There's uh, the Garlic Restaurant, the Stinking Rose. I don't know if mm -hmm. you've ever been there before. Uh, it's, uh, you know, places like that. But there was a place called Ollie Hammond's, which was a steak joint, but it was open till 2 in the morning. Nice. Mm. So it was like this great kind of, we're done here. But, you know, let's go eat something. There are places like that. And there are a handful of renaissances happen every decade. And, and uh, it's not really, really my thing. I'm not that kind of foodie who has to go to the same, right. you know, to the opening night of, of a restaurant. Uh, I never even heard the term foodie until someone called me that, and I slapped him. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. It's a compliment. It sounded, it sounded really ignorant. You did, you did warn us of that when we were talking to you about yes. doing this. And just to let you know, I'm not a foodie. No. <laughs> I'm very, I can slap people. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, didn't say that. <laughs> that potential was there. Uh, I'm not really, I'm, I'm, you know, my tastes are, are you know, fairly pedestrian. But I, I, like, I like a great specimen of something that I've had before. You know? Yeah, okay. If somebody says, I, there's a new kind of cake, I'll say, well, all right, I'm, I'm in. I'm you know, Or I've done something different to the chili or the spaghetti sauce yeah. or, or whatever. So you uh, like something you can measure it against? Kind of. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Yeah. Guess so. New kind of cake is a very intriguing sentence to say to someone. I know. Like. Well, my wife is a, is a big baker. All, the, all of uh, my wife and both my daughters are big bakers, and so... That's why I have to watch my weight because it's, uh, if I ate everything they made, it would be. They're constantly trying to invent new kinds of cake to tempt you. So we always start with still or sparkling water in the dream restaurant. As, as all restaurants. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to make out it. Yeah, yeah. We, we came up with that. I'd go bubbly, I think. Yeah, I'd go, yeah. I'd go sparkling. Um, yeah, yeah. There's, there's something kind of medicinal, medicinal about it. You know, it seems mm -hmm. like you're. You're kind of cleansing the palate actively rather than just yeah. throwing some liquid by it. Just eroding something on the mouth. Hopefully. Before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm all for mouth erosion. <laughs> how, how much of your mouth would you erode in one go if you could? Uh, I don't know. You're asking an old harmonica player, of course, <laughs> which is 
That's that is the audible mouth erosion is harmonica players. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're just wearing it away with every solo. Yeah. Do you know John Popper? You know who that is? No. He's the guy that song uh, um, "Run Around" by Blues Traveler. Oh, maybe I have heard. It's that. a really yeah. cool song. Yeah. Great harmonica playing. He's like the best guitar player, uh, the best harmonica player uh, alive, I think. Yeah. And he's I met him a couple of times. Worked with him a couple of times, and he's a great guy. But uh, he has a mouth. You look at him, he's this big guy. You know, he's got a great big face and this little bitty mouth. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a, a, a medical instrument or something, you know, because he can find the, each of those individual holes and just turn them inside out. You know? Yeah. It's just great. I was never good, I'm, you know. Right. I do play harmonica a little bit in Breeders, which is uh, on FX here and on Sky, Sky oh, in, in the, the UK, UK yeah. with Daisy Haggard and yeah. uh, Martin Freeman, and it's oh awesome, it's good, yeah, yeah. Are you Simon often... Blackwell, oh yeah, was wrote on it, yeah. Oh, writer. fantastic, yeah. Are so, you often trying to Chris find Addison? Uh, ways of putting your uh, musical talents into different roles? No, no. What happened was I started on a show called Laverne and Shirley. It was my first TV stuff. And my character played the guitar. We were always trying to get this rock and roll band started in the story. So uh, knowing that I can do that and play guitar and stuff, people kept saying, well, here, you can do this. And maybe your character plays the guitar. So if you can't, or maybe he writes songs or something. And it's like, it's not the thing you can kind of fold into what you're doing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and a lot of times, I mean, after Spinal Tap, I, people wanted me to play that you know shell-shocked mm -hmm. aging rocker you know and i just you, you got to say no to those things yeah yeah just like someone who is built like me and has my hair color must not respond when they ask you to play trump yeah, yeah. <laughs> because then your life is going to be that you might as well have it tattooed on your friggin' forehead <laughs> sure yeah yeah i've been offered three different uh you know kind of straight ahead acting really? yeah. wow yeah, yeah, and it's creepy. I mean, part part of you must think just make that hay while the sun shines. <laughs> All those they, Trump they ain't, they ain't that much hay <laughs> in Kansas. There isn't a, that yeah. much hay. <laughs> anyway, so you're going sparkling water. Go sparkling water. Yeah, cleanse the palate. Do you want a bit of mouth erosion to help the harmonica. Mouth erosion, cold. Yeah, cold. yeah, cold. Not like a nice, uh, nice chill to it. Yeah. yeah, no ice, ice. No, no ice, no ice, no ice. and no lime and that stuff. That's just uh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. lame. Yeah, the lime is lame. You've always said See? that. Yeah. <laughs> Everything becomes a, a bumper sticker. Yeah. <laughs> Papa Dobbs or bread? What? Papa Dobbs or bread? Michael McKean. Oh, Papa Dobbs. Papa Dobbs or bread? <laughs> well, Papa Dobbs right now, even though it goes with nothing else I'm going to mention, <laughs> but uh, uh, I'm trying not to eat so much bread because I am mm -hmm. trying to lose a few pounds. So okay, yeah. So you're taking but I love bread. I love. Bre yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You know what? I have to cancel that. <laughs> cancel the papadums. We're going with Mary Louise's hot rolls. Uh. My mother-in-law's cousin, Mary Louise, created these rolls, and we have them on Thanksgiving and on Christmas. And there is nothing better to eat than these rolls. Wow, it's wow. crazy. <laughs> and everybody always says the same thing. You know what? If the turkey collapsed and wasn't any wasn't edible, these rolls would be fine. <laughs> if nothing else was on this table, these rolls because they're they're that good. Wow! So uh, Mary Louise's hot rolls. Are it, they it, like? Yeah. Is it like white bread or like? Yeah, it's like really downy, buttery. They're little folds. They look like ears. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nobody in particular's ears. Just the yeah. Yeah. generic <laughs> ears. But uh, she's just, not there yet, where she can design a roll that looks like everyone's ears around the table. Oh, oh. 
that that would, would be special be spectacular. Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, if they were so good that you could recognize yours, <laughs> that would be amazing. You wouldn't need place settings. That yeah. would as far yeah. as there is. Sit down. No, so uh, I, yeah, that's that's my bread. That's my bread. Yeah. Lovely. Sounds, is, is it a crusty bread as well? Is it quite no? Soft? It's real soft okay. and it's downy and just brilliant. Yeah. And do you put butter on it? You can if you have, you know. No goodness in you. <laughs> it's no, they're they're delicious on their own. They're very buttery on their own. And the next day, when you got all this turkey laying around, you make these little tiny sandwiches. You make mm. about four of them. They're little, yeah. like little turkey sliders, uh-huh. and you use that stuff. And then the next day, you can toast them, and oh, it just gets better and better. Wow! Shout out to Mary Louise. Yeah, yeah. Just think if Mary Louise didn't make them one year. She'd lose a lot of friends at Christmas. <laughs> she would have lost her home. <laughs> Mary Louise is going to go right out on her talented ass. So we come to your starter. My uh, starter is Kenny Shopson's cashew tomato cream soup. Okay. My friend, the late Gary Goodrow, uh, uh, was a, a lovely guy, and uh, the only person I know who was in the committee, famous um, improv group from which came a lot of wonderful people. And he also took a, a saxophone lesson from Charlie Parker. So this oh. guy had major cred, and, he was, <laughs> and uh, he was a lovely guy, very funny guy. And he was also the guy, and this is kind of politically incorrect now, but fuck it. Uh, he was the guy who said, you know, so many comics do a funny gay character. And we can't really do them just everywhere. There should be a gay bar that's for straight men who do gay characters. <laughs> <laughs> I think he had a name for it, but I can't remember. But I, still, it, I, I, I still think that's a yeah, I think that's, that's fine. totally yeah, viable. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. even feel that's politically yeah. correct. No. I feel like you know, there's there's so many straight men yeah. who are just play, who are taking the roles that gay yeah. people could have. Yeah, that's right. And they should all go in their own bar. <laughs> You're saying you can turn this into a re- revolution rather than yeah. just a faux pas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gary Goodrow took me. I said, "What's a good place to eat around here?" So, okay, well, I'm gonna take you to Ken Shopson's restaurant. It's called Shopson's. He says you're gonna like it. It doesn't even look like a restaurant, <laughs> and it doesn't say restaurant anywhere. It says Shopson's General Store Groceries. What? Because that's what it was. It was a little corner store in uh, Greenwich Village. So he took me there, and I, this menu was insane. The guy who runs the place, Kenny Shopson was a real amazing character. This big guy, always wore a headband, always had a T-shirt that looked like it hadn't been changed in decades. <laughs> Is this kitchen much smaller, about half the size of the room we're in. So it was what? like, it was right. a phone booth. And the menu had something like 300 items on it. And no one knew how he did it, but he came with this stuff. So I scanned this and I said, oh my God, cashew tomato cream soup? And I had it was like the best soup I'd ever had in my life, wow. and it had it had cabbage in it. I don't like cabbage, uh-huh. but it was delicious. It was insane. <laughs> so I got that every time I went there. Mm. Every time I went there, and so it got to be where you know Kenny would say he'd see me come. Hey, Mikey, sit down. He'd say you're gonna have this. Soup. I say yeah, I'm gonna have the soup. So one day I ordered the soup, and he says I'm not gonna make it for you. <laughs> said, I'm, I'm tired of making you the soup. I'm gonna make you something else. No, Kenny, I really I'm gonna make you something else. Come, it's freezing outside. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna make you something. Else. I make you a turkey sandwich. I get a turkey sandwich anywhere. <laughs> and he says, "All right, if it's not the best turkey sandwich you ever had, you don't have to pay for it." It was easily the best turkey sandwich oh. I ever had. 
This guy was amazing. He wrote a cookbook called Eat Me. <laughs> gives you an idea of this guy's thing. There was a film made about him called I Like Killing Flies. I've seen that film. It is that's incredible. Kenny, that's yeah. my man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kenny, Kenny died uh, about a year and a half ago um, and just rocked everybody's world. His kids, who I watched grow up there, they would come in at 3 o'clock and do their homework at the tables. Um, now uh, Zach and Minda are running the place. Mm-hmm. And Tamara is an author and, and uh, illustrator, but she comes in, chips in on the weekends and stuff. And it's just, it's an amazing place. And there have been four locations, the first one in Morton at Bedford. Then there was one on Carmela Street. And then they moved into the Essex Market, a little tiny corner of the Essex Market, which was uh, pretty decrepit back in the day. And they just built the new Essex Market, and it's amazing. So we went there on Saturday, my wife and I. Oh, lovely. And I came in about two months after Kenny died. And Zach says, uh, oh, I got something for you. And he comes out with this spoon, this really nice old-fashioned serving spoon, about 100 years old. He says, this is Kenny's favorite spoon. It's yours now. Oh, wow. So that's that lives in my New York apartment now. I'm looking for some way to enshrine it. Yeah. But anyway, Kenny was a very important guy to me. And this was the best soup that ever existed. So Sounds delicious. I have read that menu online many times. It's I amazing. am obsessed with that menu. Oh, yeah. Well, it's it's slimmed down. It's about 60 things now. Yeah. <laughs> but, they're, you know, blisters on my sisters is still very big. There was a thing called the Savannah, which was just this mound of, of brown stuff on rice. <laughs> and it was like you didn't want to know it was in it because it was just too delicious. It was, well, like, yeah, yeah. it was like that, you know, in Albert Brooks's movie, Defending Your Life, mm-hmm. that brown stuff that Rip Torn is eating. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, you wouldn't care for those. It's a, it was that thing. It's like, you know, and it's like when you're listening to when, when you're listening to music that you know everyone else in the room hates, yeah. you go, yeah, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's, you're almost saying this is kind of for people yeah, like me. I you understand know? Yeah. this. Yes, yeah. I understand. <laughs> oh, yeah, Pear Ubu. Yeah. Well, here, <laughs> Crocus Behemoth left in the, briefly in this. I mean, you get into that shit. Is the soup still on the menu? Is it, is it one of the items that's still you know? On the uh, no, there is there is a, a, a really good tomato soup on the menu. Mm-hmm. Uh, they I haven't seen the cashew tomato cream these mm. days now. I don't think I've heard of a cashew and tomato soup anywhere. Yeah, it's like, it's crazy good. Are there like bits of cashew and like is it like there are some, no whole whole ones whole and, and bits, but they're kind of cooked, so they're almost like a, a bean. Mm. You mm. know that. Just comes alive. Oh well, and, and bits yeah. of cabbage as well. So it's like quite a yeah, yeah, uh, slices chunky of cabbage. Soup. That's quite a lot. And the cabbage isn't there. listed in the name either, is it? So no, the cabbage was a, it was well, a surprise cabbage, you, right? You, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was a surprise the first time. Oh, I'm not going to like this, but it was really good. Yeah. And do you want some uh, more of the uh, the Christmas rolls like ha- oh, hold, if, oh man held back for the soup? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. In yeah. fact, I would I would probably abstain until the soup arrived. Right. Yeah. And then say, bring me that tray of, of Mary Louise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the head of Alfredo Garcia. I can't say that right. Garcia, that was such a good joke, and I put, I put my foot through a Rembrandt, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> So Ed does a lot of reading of menus online. Yeah. He hasn't I read any. more menus than I read books, I'd say. Can I yeah. tell you the saddest menu story? <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. My late brother-in-law, bless his heart, he was always looking for a way to, to make a buck. Mm-hmm. Now, he was a guy, he was a bass player in a band. He was a pro. Band collapsed. He started 
selling cars, and he did very well as a Saab dealer, you know, and he, for decades he was doing fine. But he really kind of had this thing. He was like, there's a score out there I'm not getting. And da, 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 da. So when I, started, when I started on TV, he decided that I must know everybody in show business. Mm -hmm. So he told me about a scheme that he had whereby I would contact my famous friends which must have numbered, you know, five, <laughs> and contact them and get them to pose for pictures for a calendar that we could sell. And, you know, we'd keep some of the profit. We'd do for charity, of course, but we just... And it was just like to prove that the guy was really going to publish, really going to publish this calendar and to show he was on the level, not my brother-in-law, but his friend who had this scheme. They sent me a box of books of menus of Long Island restaurants, just Long Island restaurants. <laughs> and it was kind of stunning. And they were really kind of cool because it was the whole menu just reprinted. <laughs> so the book cost nothing, cost no one anything in, in money or anything else to make. But he had he had addressed them with like, you know, stick uh, with uh, post-it notes saying, send this one to Linda Ronstadt. <laughs> I mean, excuse that. seriously, it was just amazing. So you, you were supposed to send menus to these people to convince them to do this? Convince them that it would be it will be legitimate when someone contacts yeah. them to pose for a the, calendar. They had the means to print. That's yeah, exactly. right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, a calendar is basically oh. a menu of days. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so like, just... And those things sat in that garage for... Well, until we moved, so was... Ed would love them though. I would, I would read that. That's the perfect coffee table book for me. I don't think I could find you a copy. Oh, I'm sorry, so Linda Ronstadt's got hers. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> she's still, yeah, she's still trying to decide what to order. <laughs> Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Today's episode of Off Menu is sponsored by Aura. James, are you ready to win Mother's Day? I am, Ed. I want to cement my reputation as the best gift giver in the family. I want to give my mom an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. May I say, James, I absolutely love the class and elegance with which you use the word mom, because this is for US listeners. All of your moms deserve a good Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. Yeah, I think your mum's going to love looking back on your childhood memories, seeing what you're up to today, seeing what you were up to back in the day, and even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating mum's frame with new photos so it's the gift that keeps on giving, James. Ed. 
answer me this. Who is the best gift giver in your life? Hmm, um, I'd probably say uh, my wife is a very good gift giver. Not that <gasps> my mom is not a fantastic gift giver, but yes. my wife's very good at little surprise things. She says, I've only got you a few things, and then there'll be little little surprises, things that we've seen throughout the rest of the year. I'll say to my wife, I like that, and then I forget about it, and then on the day, there's some lovely little gifts there for me that remind us of the year that we've just spent together. Oh, if you like being reminded of stuff, may I suggest photographs? That's a very good point, James. I think we should get ourselves an Aura digital picture frame and put some of our wedding photos on them. Right now, Ed, Aura has a great deal for Mom's Day, Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. Use code OFFMENU at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. So your main course. Well, okay. This goes with pretty much everything. It's a lot more tomato, but which I shouldn't eat because I have arthritis in my joints, and they say don't eat tomatoes. But Is I that true? Them. Tomato's bad for I've heard that. I've heard that, yeah. Oh, you'd, you'd think that'd help. Yeah. yeah. Pretty squishy. You'd think, I'd, <laughs> you'd think I care, though. <laughs> and I don't, really. Are but, you thinking of it like... You think they help? They're squishy because they like you could actually use them just to exercise the hands. Yeah, you could do that, or you, <laughs> yeah. know, you could grease up the joints like a, a stress bit. ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think Michael's talking about eating them rather than. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> but juice. now I'm thinking about squeezing them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a power of suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have to go with my wife's chili. I I, I love a really good chili. She is from Texas, but it's not particularly a, a, a Texas chili. It's just a really good turkey chili mm-hmm. with kidney beans. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know exactly where she got the recipe originally, but I'm, I put them online. I put them on Twitter. You know, mm-hmm. sounds like a threat. I'll do this. I'll stand up to you. <laughs> not in my house. Lying. Not in my house. Not in my kids. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But it's really it's a it's a stunning chili, and uh, and you can have it over rice, or you can have it just on its own. She also makes, and this would be a kind of either or with Mary Louise's mm-hmm. uh, uh, hot rolls. She makes the cornbread, which is as good as any cornbread that's ever been made. Right. And she's recently, in the past year or so, she's found out that she's gluten intolerant, so she's no gluten anymore. Mm-hmm. So she finds these alternatives which are better. Right. So the way that she makes her cornbread now is different than the way she used to make it with wheat flour and the cornmeal, and it's better. It's like it's brilliant, and it's not sweet. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. a lot of people put sugar in, in cornbread, and it's wrong, wrong, wrong. Uh, but anyway, she she it's great with the. Um, with the I think chili. with Mary Mary Louise's hot rolls, that would be too much. Right. Be too much pleasure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the most English thing I ever read. And I've read the Pickwick papers. <laughs> um, there was a jar of blueberry preserves that we had gotten an import from England. And it's, it says in rather stern letters at the bottom of the list of ingredients, a pleasure food used sparingly. <laughs> it is a pleasure food. It yeah. Is, yeah. You can't have too much pleasure in your life. Yeah. You can't chug a lug blueberry no. preserve. <laughs> we put that warning before our podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every episode. A, pl- a pleasure lesson. A pl- yeah. <laughs> um, I've noticed a running theme in each of you. So in the bread and uh, your stories about uh, kind of shop sins and also the chili is turkey. Yeah. 
We haven't had. I don't think we've had as turkey a heavy episode. Yeah, mm. this is the most turkey, we, and we've done Christmas episodes. Yeah, yeah. there's turkey yeah, yeah. in every anecdote so there's far. Turkey's popping mm-hmm. up a lot. Is this your favourite meat? Uh, it's it's a meat that does really well with me, I think. Mm. And uh, when I got married, um, my my second marriage, which is now in its it's tw- going into its twenty second year pretty soon, um, I I realized that that the red meat was kind of out. We weren't reading a lot of red meat just because you know of our hearts and all all that stuff. So we the, the synonym for doing a gig for the money became uh, bringing home the turkey bacon, <laughs> so, which we still use, even though we do we eat all kinds of stuff. Uh, but uh, she just makes a turkey chili because it's lighter and slightly better for you. Her mm-hmm. beef chili is insane. Mm-hmm. Her beef her beef and pork chili, amazing. What? But there's something about her turkey chili that just it just hits on all cylinders. Yeah. It's just it's just awesome. So that is the top one. If you were like the judge at a county fair. Yeah, and all three were there. Yeah, yeah, and I've 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 eaten chili at county fairs. I, there was a a Catholic girls' school down the street. For, yeah, I know everyone's <laughs> now what Hollywood <laughs> Catholic girls' school. In their parking lot, they would have a chili cook-off, and uh, I had some really really good chili there every year. Mm-hmm. And once there was one down near uh, across uh, in Malibu, just kind of just just beyond the sea, and um, they I had rattlesnake chili. Wow, which was pretty good. But the thing is, if you cook any meat dark enough, yeah, it's uh-huh. just meat. It's just meat. It's just texture. Meat, meat ash. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but it was it was a very good chili. Can you, know? you remember anything about the rattlesnake that had a sort of different sort of flavor? You know, it's hard to separate it from the emotion I felt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think I'm tasting something interesting and unique, but more I'm going to tell people. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe on the radio or if they have yeah. something better than radio. Yeah. <laughs> With a rattlesnake chili, when they serve it out, is it like good luck if you get the rattle? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like the king baby. You know about the king baby? We've only king found cake? out about king cakes yeah, and yeah. king babies this trip. Yeah. <laughs> really? We yeah. only just learned about this and still can't really wrap our heads around it. It's good to hear you say it because yeah. I think I thought the first person was winding us up, <laughs> was having a little bit of a. No, we have in the in the um, the silverware drawer in the back of the silverware drawer. We have the little baby waiting there. You got it. There. She's only made the the king cake maybe once or twice. Right. But Southern people know about this stuff. Do you know about uh, black eyed peas on New Year's Day? No. You're supposed to eat black-eyed peas on New Year's Day. And do you listen to the black-eyed peas at the same time? <laughs> you can. Yeah, yeah. Certainly you can. Uh, What's the name of that guy? There's the guy, there's the the other guy, the other singer who doesn't really seem to do much. Will I Am? Not Will no, I Am. No, no, no. Will I Am is like uh, a creative guy. There was, yeah. There's another guy who's, like, who's in the black-eyed peas. Yeah, he was just arrested for loitering in front of a band. But um, now I'm in the comedy store. Don't you get it? I have to haul out this old crap. The only other time I was in this building was to meet um, the Smothers Brothers. <laughs> Seriously. I came here to meet the Smothers Brothers. Yeah. No, wait a minute. I saw, I saw Richard Belzer here one night. Yeah. Do you know Belzer? I don't, I don't think I know. No, I don't think I know. Just find some YouTube on Richard Belzer, yeah. especially yeah. 70s, 80s. Guy was red hot. He was act- he's an actor too. He's on Law and Order. Mm-hmm. He was on uh, Homicide. A lot of murder shows. A lot of murder shows. Yeah. As yeah. a as a kind of straight actor, but uh, very very funny man. Did you ever get to do a cameo on one of those like Law and Order like CSI kind of shows? I was I was in two episodes of Law and Order and one of Special Victims Unit. Wow, wow. bringing home the turkey bacon. Real gigs, <laughs> real gigs. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, the first time, it was actually a, a part, they were parts written for my wife and myself. Her friend, Lynn Mamet, was a writer on the show for a couple of seasons. And so she wrote this episode for the two of us. And we play this celebrity kind of self-help guru type couple who are, of course, homicidal. <laughs> Terrible. And we are the, the most evil couple in New York. And my wife, I'm proud to say, is much more evil than I am in, in real life and, and in the show. Yeah, so I've actually done that stuff. Yeah. Oh, because you've done that. Do you think you could now solve a murder? No. Uh, in one case, I was the guy who'd done it. Another case, I was just an asshole who, you know, kind of made it happen. And the third time, I was a child molester. So I don't know. No. Oh, yeah? I wasn't the guy who said, we're done here, counselor. I tell you what. That's, that, that's that, a that bittersweet is... casting, isn't it, for any actor? You're I like, know. I'd li I'd, I like the work, but you also, came straight to me. I didn't have to do an audition. <laughs> also, like, what an absolute slam on Trump that you've taken those parts. <laughs> That's right. I played a child molester, sure, and I'll, I'll do it again. I'm never playing that guy. There's no way. That would, people would think wrong things about me. Yeah. <laughs> when you say, like, that it's not a Texas chili, what is a Texas chili? What's the difference with a Texas chili? Well, a... Texas chili is sort of competitive. Right, Where okay. you, you're kind of, you, you, you shorten the time between the tasting and the trip to the bathroom is basically it. <laughs> because there are certain chilies that are, sort of prohibitively hot. Right. And they're doing it. It's that it's that kind of muscle flexing, you know. Mm. Cracking walnuts with your ass is the way Sam Peckinpah used to put the, <laughs> this kind of behavior. You know, it's like being more macho than the yeah. next guy. Um, we went to a taco place last night, and mm. I, I ordered the spiciest taco on oh, the yeah. menu, and the lady working at the counter went, no, you don't want that. <laughs> told him not to. Told, told me not to. And, I, you know, I, I followed what she said. I where where was the place? So it's a place called Guisados. Uh, it's on Santa Monica. It's just like a you just go and order at the counter and then uh -huh. bring it back. But it's it's, it's based on more like stew-based tacos. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really, really delicious stuff. But yeah, yeah the... The chili toreados was banned for me. Wow. Yeah. She, she said that. We just put that up there for a joke. Yeah. <laughs> well, last time I was in, in London, I stayed around the corner from a, this little place, which was probably called Taj Mahal, because most of them are. And um, I went. it was really, really nice. Uh, and I wound up going there a lot. But the first time I went there, it was a similar situation. I said, yeah, uh, yeah this, uh, this uh, lamb vindaloo here. And he said, oh, okay, uh, how spicy do you want? I said, hit me, you know, do... do no. <laughs> I said, no, no, listen, I think I can take it. You know, And it really was way too much. Yeah. And um, so the next time I came in there, I, I, I went a little milder, and it was really, really delicious place. And there was an American couple who knew me from TV, and they sat down. They said, we all said hello and all that stuff. And I heard them ordering, and I heard the guy do, yeah. doing what I did. Yeah. And I told him, I said, uh, you ordered the Vindaloo, huh? He said, yeah. I said, okay, it's a couple of stops past my station. <laughs> but it might might work for you. And I didn't stick around to, to see what happened. How many walnuts did you crack that night? <laughs> Whole bag of them? Oh, man, I could have, yeah. So, from, like, from across the room. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, you seem to like spice, but not like... You, you, but, yeah, I do. I do. But when it's appropriate. Yeah, and I, I, there was a chili uh, that I had at the Ivy, the famous, you know, very she-she, celebrity-heavy Ivy in L.A. I know there's one in, uh, you know, the one in London serves mm. uh, cool stuff. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but the Ivy here is like, you know, it's all right. It's fine. I just don't go there. 
Um, but I had a chili there that was too much for me. And it was, it was because it tasted like Thai food. It wasn't, uh-huh. yeah. it was that kind of spices, really hot, kind of okay, but not chili at all. I yeah. mean, it's just mm-hmm. not the, that thing. I, I will make chili on a regular basis at home and always make it too spicy for uh-huh. my fiance. And she's like, she's now she's just like, she won't have it. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I, even when I try to not make it spicy, I then go into the zone when I'm cooking it yeah. where smoked paprika, cayenne, chili cayenne. powder. It's you your cayenne gotta, that yeah. gets you. Yeah. So we have that over rice or just in a bowl and uh, the cornbread or, boy, now in my dream mm. restaurant, it's Mary Louise's hot rolls. Yeah. Well, I think you can definitely like. Uh, with this chili, have some cornbread with it. Oh, okay. I won't even count that as your side dish. Yeah, that's good. that goes with it. I yeah. think that's fine to kind of like good. have all that together. And yeah. your wife's made it all, so it comes from the same kitchen. That's right. That's, that's exactly right. That's fine. Yeah. Also, all of your dishes so far have memories connected with one person. So, yeah, and they, sure. So the, the, within the title, it's, it's Mary Louise's Hot Rolls, <laughs> Kenny, Kenny Shops and Soup. And then your Annette, wife's chili. Annette, Annette O'Toole's chili. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, can I, should I have one that's kind of more freestanding for my side dish? Because I don't okay. really... Oh, no. If, if you want to keep, <clears throat> keep it rolling with the... Uh, well, I don't, yeah. I don't Ronald really... Ronald McDonald's fries. <laughs> <laughs> Could a salad be a side dish? Yeah. If, it, because... if, if it's your dream side dish, if it's the best well, one. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's troubling. Uh, our daughter Anna uh, is the salad queen, and mm. she's kind of brilliant at it. And it's always different. It's always something she's kind of like ad libbing, and it's always brilliant. Mm. You know, I've had pear salads that I've loved. I love a caprese with mm-hmm. the tomato and and uh, and the buffalo mozzarella. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, my wife has pointed out when I talk about lunch. I become Jewish. And when I talk about <laughs> dinner, I become Italian. <laughs> so what did you have for lunch? We had the tuna. <laughs> it was bad. It was not good. But <laughs> And then at night, it's all hand gestures. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Um, I, but, the, the, you know, the, the side dishes, because I love, I, you know, I love a good potato, a little baked potato and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I really should have something that's more green and leafy. I had a pear salad one time, which was fabulous mm. uh it had walnuts on it which i can't eat right. so i shook the walnuts off it's the only thing i'm really allergic to and i'm not terribly allergic it just make, gives me you know little holes in the inside of my mouth <laughs> which sure. i don't need yeah can't play the harmonica at all yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> too many holes also you don't trust how how they've been opened and cracked those walnuts no especially yeah get them off my plate i know what peck and peck and paw walnuts <laughs> brand name <laughs> inside joke of the century <laughs> so would so, you at the dream restaurant would you like us to put walnuts on and then immediately take them off <laughs> no but i will have a side of gluten yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. if i can sure, gluten. no i'd have a nice fresh pear salad because i do mm. like a fruit and I love a peach more than anything else, but uh, mm-hmm. the pear salads are really kind of something. I what sort of pear are we talking? Because I, I've had pear salads with those Asian pears before, which oh, are like... more crispy, right? Yeah, really crispy and quite light. And I can't yeah. find them anywhere mm. to use them. But it's in restaurants, if, if I see it on a menu, yeah. I go for it straight away. Yeah, you can't find them at, like, greengrocers and stuff? No. The Asian mm. pear hasn't re- really made it over to the UK. No, yeah. it's not. It's, we we like a heavy British pear. Yeah. You bite into it, it's like a jar of jam in there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know the kiwi fruit? Oh, yeah. I had a, the first time I saw a kiwi fruit, I, it was back during the hippie days. And I was in a, a, a food store in, on Second Avenue in New York. 
And I picked this up and I said, what the hell is this? <laughs> and this hippie chick was shopping next to me. She goes, oh, that's a Moby Grape. <laughs> I said, There's a band called Moby yeah. Grape. That's a Moby, that's, Mo, that's a Moby Grape. So I've always <laughs> referred to them as Moby Grape. Nobody knows what I'm talking about. And then soon everyone knew. A nice name for them. I yeah, like yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. 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 A kiwi is kind of like a massive furry grape. That's right. That's right. So that was the first time you saw the outside of a kiwi. Do you remember the first oh, time you saw the inside? Yes, I do. It was the same day. <laughs> <laughs> because someone had sliced one open to show these idiot New Yorkers what yeah. the kiwi fruit was like inside. <clears throat> so there was one kind of sitting on a plate. Oh, yeah. Uh, kind of saying, here. Check this out. That's got, that's got to blow your mind even more because the outside's weird, and then the ins—you're not expecting that inside. No, it is like a gigantic green grape, yeah, or something. And uh, yeah, they're good. Yeah, I'd probably go with that. You know, so you go with the the, the pear salad, the crispy pear salad, mm -hmm. and like what else? Because you got pears in there is and lettuce. Yeah, but is there like any much else going on? Well, you know what? You can add a little cheese. Mm. You can add little uh, little squares of uh, something. Uh, a Gruyere, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what, you know. And it, it is, do you want your salad freestyled by your daughter? No, actually, she's never made a pear salad, to my knowledge. She's made salad with fruit in it, with yeah. little mandarin orange slices and stuff. Um, no, <clears throat> I just got to be in my bonnet about a pear salad, and I better have one soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. is this your? This is you now officially telling your daughter you want her to make you a pear salad, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> going to ask her to remember this, to listen to this show, yeah, yeah. and when her name comes up, do the rest, Anna. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Drop in hints. So I did a food show on uh, the Cooking Channel uh -huh. for four seasons. Oh, wow. and it was about food mythology. It's called Food Factor Fiction. And we, uh, my my uh, other daughter Nell uh, was a writer on the show. Uh, I mean, she she and I did a lot of re rewriting of stuff, and, and she she was a writer and pitcher and stuff on the on the show. And Anna was is is a set decorator and uh, designer, and so it was a real family affair. It was That's really, really nice. Yeah, had my wife was on the show once, as as was her mom. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So what would happen on the food show? Well, you have to see him. We would say, uh, you know, just things like, "Was it? Is it true that uh, that carrots help your night vision?" Right. Yeah. And then they tell the whole story about the Victory Gardens in uh, in in Britain, when they said you got to plant uh, because all the, the the night fighters they need you know your your vitamin D that you get in your carrots. Uh -huh. So it became kind of a watch. So it's about what's mythology and what's not. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. is it true that chili was invented in a whorehouse? Yes. Uh, <clears throat> who who really deserves who who really invented the French dip sandwich? Yeah, you know, we narrowed it down to yeah. two restaurants in Los Angeles. Uh -huh. You know, and uh, things like that. You know, what, uh, the chili thing. Yeah, <laughs> what's the story there? What do you mean? What, 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 how it was oh, I don't remember. Jesus, oh, no. I, I did 110 of these things. No, <laughs> I just remember the. Yeah, uh, no, there was some kind of a uh, some kind of a, a connection there. Would you mm -hmm. test the things out on the show? Would you? So for the carrots, would you all have a carrot and then turn the light? <laughs> no, I wish we had thought of it. Yeah. No, we would. We had some experts on the show, and we had some, you know, kind of uh, man on the street type tasters and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, but we'd have people who would, you know, refer to as dessert mavens, and they would, you know, talk about the uh, why. The, there was a thing called the blackout cake, which I thought was really interesting. And it's just a double chocolate cake yeah. with chocolate icing and chocolate inside. It's very, very chocolate cake. And it was called a blackout cake. 
And it was called that because during World War II, there were we had blackouts. Yeah. We. I, I wasn't quite around. I haven't been that long. But uh, where the cities would, would go dark to prevent, you know, bombers from seeing where they were. Now, you guys took mm-hmm. a couple of hits. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so the blackouts are very serious things. But in Brooklyn, New York, where uh, there wasn't as much uh, Nazi activity, unlike now, unfortunately, mm-hmm. they, they just kind of made it part of the campaign. Right. Okay. To, when you're like, to, when they hear, when you hear blackout, turn your lights out, all your lights out. And the cities really would go black. And the blackout cake was something you could enjoy even in the dark because oh, wow. <laughs> there was nothing to see, basically. <laughs> that, so that's, a, yeah, and it's that still really called is the taking it to the extreme, it isn't is. it? It's like you have to eat very dark food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you can't eat any, no cauliflower. Right. Yeah, and don't leave it in the fridge because as no. soon as you open the door. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. exactly. Yeah, cauliflower is the worst thing to eat in a blackout. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as you like yeah. get that cauliflower, you just hear like... <laughs> Don't fire till you see the whites of their cauliflower. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Originally, when also it's so not worth it, is it? Yeah, it's so not worth drawing enemy fire to have a bit of cauliflower. Yeah, <laughs> it's a... ice, vanilla ice cream. At least you're going. Well, this is delicious. Yeah, this yeah, is a lovely yeah. last sure. bite for all of yeah. us. Mary Louise's hot rolls. No. Yeah. yeah, they were yellow. <laughs> Imagine like you know the, the last things, last thing someone ever heard was <laughs> anyone want some cream cheese. <laughs> <laughs> So we come to your drink, your dream drink. Uh, yeah, well, I don't drink alcohol because uh, drinking makes me thirsty, if you know what I mean. So I was one of those guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I had to pull yeah. the plug on that. I quit actually for 30 years when I was 25. And then 30 years later, I was on uh, I was doing a show on Broadway. And I thought, well, this is great. I mean, I'm a grown-up now. All that stuff is behind me. I have a little wine with dinner. And then I'll have a little more wine. And then, you know, it just, it kind of started snowballing again. Mm-hmm. And so I quit for good. And uh, so it's been about 15 years since mm-hmm. I, yeah. So anyway, that's why there's no alcohol involved. So I, I got to say, either a really good root beer, and there mm-hmm. are a lot of really good root beers in the United States. Uh, uh, Cap Eli, it's really, really good. Um, all the basic brands, your A&W, your dad's, they're all good. There is a ginger ale made by a company called Sprecher. And I think they're in either Milwaukee or Chicago. I first became acquainted with them in Chicago. But um, they make a ginger ale that is phenomenal. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like food, you know? <laughs> it's, it's not as, it, it's, somehow it's more substantial. Yeah. And it's just really, really brilliant. A drink you have to chew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's real, real good. So I'd have to say that, you know. Yeah. Sprecher ginger ale. Sprecher ginger ale is a really, really good ginger ale. Also, some people uh, sometimes ask what the difference is between ginger ale and ginger beer. Oh, it's vast. Yeah, I mean, they're very different. It's huge, yeah. Yeah. I was surprised that really good root beer wasn't available more often in London. Sure. Well, I've I've never had root beer, Michael. A good root beer is really good. I, could you try and describe the taste to me? Mm. Someone's tried to do this with him before. <coughs> yeah. And it was very difficult. Well, <laughs> there is, there is a, the, the sassafras root is one of the roots that's in root beer. There right. are several. There is a straight uh, sassafras root drink called sarsaparilla. I've heard of sarsaparilla. Mm. Sarsaparilla is close to root beer. It's, uh, it's a really good root beer. is kind of foamy because it's, it's brewed rather than just... 
aerated, mm-hmm. you know, because there are, in fact, Sprecher's makes a very tasty root beer soda, but they say root beer flavored soda. Right, and okay. They don't say it's root beer because it's not. Uh, it, there's something really kind of foamy and creamy about it. The taste is, it's just that kind of, that. there's a, the location in your mouth that's kind of unique. It really just, mm-hmm. oh, this is almost sweet, isn't it? Ooh, what the hell is that? You know, it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's got uh, levels to it. Okay. So the sassafras is really the key to understanding the flavor. I think so, but there's also pepsin involved, uh-huh. which is also a digestive, you know, which kind of helps you. Right. Yeah. Right, right, which right. is where the Pepsi and Pepsi-Cola comes from, because that has pepsin in it, too. Oh, really? It's just kind of a little edge to it, yeah. I didn't know that. You're yeah. learning so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, you think you're playing with kids? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a, a nice uh, ginger ale. A nice Sprecher's ginger ale. Don't have Sprecher's, I'll go with Verner's. Also, okay. also very good. Well, this is the dream restaurant. We can get you Sprecher's. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Don't cool. worry about Sprecher's. that. Cool. Come to your dessert. Hmm. Which is always the one I'm most excited about. Well, like I say, I, I live among bakers, and they make amazing desserts. But most of the desserts that I associate with uh, my wife and my daughters and their cooking, it's mostly birthday related. Yeah, because everyone has a, a go-to cake, and then but Annette always says, "What do you want for your birthday cake?" So I got to put those aside. You yeah, know? and they make great stuff. They make brownies and blondies. My wife makes blondies that are amazing. It's from Amy Sedaris's cookbook. Oh, oh wow. Do you know Amy? Oh, uh, not oh, personally, oh, but I, I'm big, a big, big fans of Amy. She worked with her four days ago yeah. on her show. Yeah. She is as awesome as you would assume she is. Great. Yeah. So she has this book called I Like You, mm-hmm. and there's a brownie recipe in there, brownie and a blondie recipe in there that she still uses. Great. Sensational. Blondies, when blondies came along, that was a, you know, that was a big thing. Oh, it was great. I was I was a bit cautious. Uh, sure. Why, you know, why riff on the brownie? The brownie's a wonderful thing. <laughs> that's Oh, it's a great thing. But yeah. a blondie is, oh, that's something. That's like stealth. Yeah. <laughs> Laura, Laura Linney, we did a, I did a play with Laura Linney uh, a couple of years ago, and she just referred to them as crack. <laughs> every Sunday, every Sunday, I'd bring a new tray from from Annette, who was, yeah. when she was when she was in New York with me, she would always make a tray of blondies for the cast. And just, you know, Laura said, this is cracking. <laughs> but anyway, I have to put all those aside and I have to go absolutely family free, except that my daughter did take me to this place. It's a place called Becky's Cafe yeah. and it's in Prospect, Oregon. Uh, my daughter was working at the, um, the Oregon Shakespeare Festival there, which is kind of the town she grew up in as well. She's my stepdaughter. Yeah, she said, well, you got to try this, the pie here. And I said, okay, I'm up for a piece of pie. It was, I, and there was like maybe 10 choices, and they all looked really, really good. I got a slice of blueberry pie there that literally brought tears to my eyes. I'm, <laughs> oh. not, I'm not kidding at all. Wow. It was really the first bite. It was like, <laughs> I'd like to be alone with the pie. <laughs> it, was, oh, it was just, and I really do, I have thought about that pie. Yeah. Just not even when I was hungry. I just, oh yeah, remember that, remember that time we transcended mankind for one, one bite? Oh, it was amazing. So anyway, I, if you're, if you're uh, in Prospect, Oregon, you probably know. If you live there, you probably know about Becky's. But if you're visiting Crater Lake, yeah, on the way up or mm-hmm. on the way down, you know, check out that uh, that that blueberry pie. So we don't really have like uh, in in England with that blueberry pie is not really as much of a thing at all. Yeah, you like sweet really sweet pies anywhere. feel, feel like an American thing. So I, yeah. love, I yeah. love them when I come here. 
But yeah. uh, this blueberry pie, is it like, uh, is there like whole blueberries in there? And like, it... yeah, they're kind of they're kind of stewed. They're uh-huh. kind of yeah. like so. It's like a if it's just right, it it kind of keeps its shape. Yeah. If it's a little runny, they're still delicious. Don't get me wrong. But a really good blueberry pie will kind of hold the wedge, you know, yeah, the sides yeah, of the wedge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It will not push the envelope. Yeah. It's just just kind of perfect. And Becky's uh, Becky's delivered there. There are a couple of really good pie places here. The, yeah. The four and twenty, mm-hmm. which is in the valley, which is across from Gelson's there in the valley, if you're if we're talking food. Yeah. And the four and twenty has a great, great peach pie. Crazy mm. peach pie. Yeah. Really a peach good. pie, not a peach cobbler. <clears throat> No, but a peach cobbler is a wonderful thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. You oh, said yeah. peach was your favorite earlier. But well, it hasn't my... made an appearance in the menu. No, but it's it, it's my favorite kind of standalone thing. Yeah. And there's also something kind of <laughs> it's kind of exclusive about it because peaches are only good for about two months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you got mid August to early October. Really, that's when you get your peaches. Yeah. And they're not always great. And there's that thing you got to do. You got to put them. Somebody told me this one time, or I read it maybe. It sounds more pretentious, so I probably read it. You, you take your peaches and you put them in a cushioned bowl. And turn, and this was the phrase this person used you turn them three times a day like a sick lover in bed. I thought, my God. You have brought you've brought erotic poetry into this, <laughs> and so I, like an idiot, I did exactly that. Yeah. And you take my three peaches, and it's like, and I'll be off doing something. I say, yeah, I hope I get home before six. I got to turn. <laughs> I turn those sick lovers. Up. Yeah, and it doesn't always work. Yeah. You know, because still you can get a, a crummy peach. Um, how do you cushion the bowl? I uh, just yeah. put a towel in it, you know, like a, a tea towel, yeah. kind of watered up, you know, yeah, and yeah. kind of make it. So, I mean, you don't have to pamper the thing. You, you can't know? buy like <laughs> a specific cushioned bowl, it's like a dog bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> now there's a hundred dollar idea. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. you playing the music of these peaches. And <laughs> That's like, right. Yeah. yeah, massaging them and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you remember who, to, uh, where you found that out from? <laughs> what? Because I think someone's having you on there, Michael. <laughs> it was a pretty sincere piece. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I, I just think th- somebody just kind of went a little while, kind of sat tapping the pencil. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, for, yeah. I know what, all right. It sounds like something someone would say in a Christopher Guest film about peaches. <laughs> yeah. Put them in a cushion bowl and yeah. turn yeah. three times like a, day. a sick lover. Like a sick lover. <laughs> that's, that's, kind of, that's kind of a Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Catherine O'Hara is, uh, I, I love her as much as everybody, and I've known her for a very long time. She, in Best in Show, we have a scene together where me and my, my boyfriend are meeting Catherine and, and yep. Eugene. My, by my boyfriend, I mean Higgins, of course. Yes. Uh, yeah. Best boyfriend I've ever had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the two of you still hang out in that gay bar for actors. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, the way we used to refer to our relationship in that film is... He's the kite, I'm the string. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's being yeah, a responsible yeah, yeah. adult with his feet on the ground. <laughs> yeah. But he's an amazing guy, one of, the, one of the greatest improvisers ever, and, like, brainy and brilliant. And yeah. he, he's one of those guys who can say, I'll take anyone, I'll, you make amazing harmonies, you know, because he, he did all the vocal arrangements in, yeah. in, uh, for the new Main Street singers and stuff. Mm. But he's such a fascist about it i mean it's, it's crazy i mean it's just he's working with these people and he's just the veins are standing on his forehead he takes it very seriously 
Uh, but that's how it got good. Yeah. Well, and he's also the silliest man who ever lived, so it's, yeah. it, it all evens out. It's a new Main Street Sugar song that I don't think even made it into the movie that I listened to eight, just over and over again without any... I wasn't doing it for a joke. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely loved it about uh, the good book. Do what the good, good book, book tells song. you to. Yeah. The good yeah. book song. I used to listen to it all the time. Yeah. I thought it was so good. Um, and his parts, when he was uh, the expression that he put into his solo parts, he was telling yeah. the Bible stories. Yeah. Very funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I wrote that with Harry. Oh, Harry Shearer. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. So we have this scene, and Chris, as he does, he, he shoots things twice or maybe three times, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of no one ever has to match anything really. So yeah. Maybe positioning. Uh, so it was, it was me and, and Higgins meeting Catherine and Eugene. And a guy walks up, as the running gag in the movie, everyone has slept, oh, yeah. slept with yeah, Catherine's, yeah. Catherine's character. So a guy would come up and go, hey! <laughs> so every take was three takes, and every take I watched as her skin went bright red. <laughs> when the guy approached, I said, this, this woman's a real actress. <laughs> you know? And she would say something incredibly funny that she didn't say in the last take. Yeah, yeah. And she would live the exact scene in the same way, but she'd like I, and it was amazing. She would blush yeah. on cue. That's amazing. Wow. Phenomenal. Yeah. Not no. many people can blush on cue. No. no. I don't think that's the... <laughs> what was it? Mark Twain said uh, man is the only animal who blushes or needs to. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to read back your order and see how you feel about it so you said sparkling water to start off with mm-hmm. then poppadoms or bread you picked Mary Louise's hot rolls yes. starter Kenny Shopson's cashew cream soup mm-hmm. main course your wife's chilli with some cornbread side dish a, f- a fresh pear salad you'd like some Sprecher's ginger ale and dessert Becky's Cafe's blueberry pie that's it that's it. Sounds Great. delicious. I would make one correction. It's it's actually cashew tomato cream soup. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cashew tomato, tomato cream soup. Cream With soup. surprise cabbage. With <laughs> yeah. surprise cabbage. Unintended cabbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a wonderful menu. Well good. I'm glad you liked it. And I I don't you know, like I say, I'm not I'm not a, a snob. Yeah. You know, I, my, my stuff is pretty basic. No, but you you clearly enjoy it and you know where everything's coming that's from. Right. And that's that's exactly the sort of thing we like to chat about. Michael, thank you so much for coming to the Dream Restaurant. Oh, thank you. There we have it. What a great menu that was, James. Thank you so much, Michael. What a lovely menu. And thank you even more for not saying goat's milk. Yes. <laughs> thank you, Michael. I never thought I'd say this, but thank you, Michael McKean, for not saying goat's milk. Really appreciate it. What a lovely menu. Lovely stories. Lovely guy. Such a, a personal menu as well. Every dish yeah. had someone's name attached to it. Mary Louise's Hot Rolls. If you're a True Off Menu fan and you're listening to this and you haven't got Mary Louise's Hot Rolls tattooed on you by now. Go and get it done. You've got to go out. If you're a real fan of this podcast, you would go out and you would get your favorite dishes from people's menus tattooed on you in like one big long menu down your arm. And you need to put Mary Louise's Hot Rolls on your arm immediately. You said that if you haven't done it by now, why not go and get it done? Were you suggesting they should have paused at the bread course and gone immediately to get a tattoo? Yes, and then come back and listen to the rest of it. Yes. Yes. Uh, Michael is starring in Breeders, uh, which is a show also starring Martin Freeman and Daisy Haggard. Uh, and that show is on uh, Sky in the UK. You can probably get it on Now TV as well. Uh, and in the US, it's on FX. So go and check that out. It is absolutely wonderful. Written by Simon Blackwell. 
Fantastic. That was very good. Very well memorised there, Ed. Thank you, mate. Uh, at Off Menu Official on Twitter and Instagram, if you want more details of our, our, our podcast, I guess. Yes, it's a podcast, And yes. also, you can go on offmenupodcast.co.uk. That's the website. And there's a p- page on it, my favourite page, restaurants. And all the restaurants that we mentioned on the podcast are listed there. You can click on them, take you to their website. If you're ever going on holiday, perfect. So, you know. But if you're a bit Great worried. Benito will have that, added some on the, Yeah, if you're a bit worried that that's out of date, tweet the Great Benito to check. Yeah, just to check. Just tweet Great Benito and say, sorry, where was that place in Oregon that Michael McKean mentioned? Because I'd like to go and get the dessert there, please. But thank you very much, Michael McKean. You're a wonderful guest. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Goodbye. Eat loads. Or, no, eat, eat, please eat responsibly. Leave all that in, right? Hi, I'm Gina Martin, a campaigner and writer. And I'm Stevie Martin, I'm a comedian and writer, and also we're sisters. We are sisters, and we're doing our new podcast, Might Delete Later. It's a podcast about social media, about going back, looking at your embarrassing ones, things you like, things you don't like, and we're talking to all different types of people. So many different types of people. We've got writers, we've got comedians. Maybe we'll get a politician. Maybe we'll get a dog. Maybe I'll talk to a plant. Deal with it. Who knows? It's like a little snapshot into people's social media lives. Yeah, and hopefully it'll make you think more about how you use social media and how you feel about it. So do subscribe on all of the platforms that you usually get your podcasts on and visit at Might Delete Later Pod on Instagram because we're going to be putting up really fun videos and the things that you didn't see in the podcast episode. Ooh. Exciting. Thanks, dudes. Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you enjoy, well, um, there's another, there's a, uh, another podcast just coming out. Oh, no, the podcast is out now. Yeah. If people have enjoyed Off Menu, will they enjoy Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains? I don't, I don't know. There's, well, there's a bit of a crossover. We talk about um, maybe, you know, a couple of food uh, issues. We talk about cutlery, and that's near food. We reckon it's out now. Not soon, it's now. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. If you like James and if you love Ed, you might get a kick out of this. But, yeah, again, no pressure. But, um, yeah, we, th- this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains.